with a look at the other Kansas City teams in sports, here's Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero. What's up, Kansas City? How you doing? It's Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero on a lovely Thursday evening. My voice is back. Oh, it is here. Man. You can't make fun of my voice anymore. I, know, but I don't that sound was like Patrick fun. Mahomes anymore. So uh, no more no more Mahomes jokes, no more voice jokes. Uh, I am back. I'm, uh, I'm probably about 90, 95% right now. I'm feeling pretty good. I was so looking forward to some more... I got. I had more jokes. I, I know you more. did. I, I know, know everyone on the uh, on the uh, protein house. Uh, Eat with the purpose text line six nine three zero six. Yeah, I'm feeling good because I got the sponsor name right. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm, I, a lot of people were ready with those Mahomes jokes a week ago, but ain't no Mahomes jokes this week. Uh, Uno Cero is back at ninety percent. I'm feeling good. I'm not at 100%. I still got a cough. I still got some phlegm. <laughs> but uh, I don't have the nasally frog voice I had a week ago. And so, uh, you know yeah. how I know his voice is back? He didn't even let you introduce him. He just went right in. Listen, my voice is back, and you all need to hear it. The voice lady did. Like, everybody knows because the voice no, lady Chris, did. It. No. Yeah, no, the voice lady <laughs> did a fine job introducing me. He couldn't wait. He was on the edge of his seat. He was like biting his tongue. He was like, "Oh man, shut up!" Julie. No, because I, I was. Needed, no, and then was, people need to hear my voice. It's back. Because see, what happened? What had happened was oh, for Lord. three hours false, last see? week, you guys made fun of my voice. The people on the text we line, we didn't made fun do of it. My, yes, you did. The people spoke and we no, no, echoed. No, 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 no. You, you did it last week. I know you. You, you, you <laughs> I did. You, oh, I did. You did. I'll admit it. Yeah, he, he's responsible over here, and he's, he's taking welcome. responsibility for what he did. <laughs> And and uh, the text line made fun of me, and so and you were making fun of me last night when we I were in know. our group text. I know. And you were ready to make fun of my voice, and I was like, "No, I'm back. Uno Cero's back." So yeah, no more making fun of my voice this week. New year, new Chris. The voice is back. No, it's the same no, Chris. It's the same Chris. <laughs> the, same Chris. the same Chris. It's definitely the same Chris. <laughs> It's just, it's just the the new Chris was gone. The, the new Chris was here last week, and he's he's gone. Now. And he's left the building. Yes. Okay. Well, it is obviously the new year, so happy new year, boys. Happy new year, listeners. Um, did you guys do what everyone else did and and post on social media your year in review? I no. definitely oh, did no. not. No. I'm guilty of doing the Instagram best nine in the past. However, what I did the, not. What's the, is that like yeah, your best nine picks of the year? Come on, man. Welcome I, to Color TV. I it's think the I best only, nine. I think I only have nine Instagram posts a well, year. Well, there's your first problem. Like, that's sir. my only nine. I, I think no, I have nine where a you year. Go, you, the reason why I didn't do it this year is because you have to log in, and I'm very weary about putting my password in places. I'm not trying to be hacked. So Putting your password in what? You go to this website. It's the best nine, and it calculates uh, for the past 365 days, so the, for the past year, the nine photos in your feed that received the most likes. It puts them together in a nice little uh, cube there, and there's nine photos, and then you can post that. I have done it in the past. I did not do it this year. But this year, I saw a trend that was different from that. What I saw were people posting, because obviously this year, Instagram stories came to life. So I saw people posting a story, essentially, of like their highlights of the year. They were great. You got to relive some things. That's wonderful. But did you see Chance the Rappers? No. I'm of course not you on, didn't I'm because you Instagram. don't even have nine pictures I, on Instagram. No, I go on Instagram to, uh, you know, to admire the models on there and <laughs> like their photos. I don't I don't get in their DMs. I'm working my way up there. New year, I don't, new I don't you. Get a, I, don't, I do on, not bro. get any models' year, DMs. That might be my resolution for this year is to uh, hit up Jen Seltzer in her DMs. Oh, goodness. Well, Chance the Rapper, 
did a quick year in review, just like recapping 2018, right? And he revealed in this that he actually saved a man's life. Did you hear this? No. He, um, I'm going to read it to you in my best chance the rapper voice. Well, I don't, don't really, do I don't it, really don't know do, if I have one Don't or not. do it, chance <laughs> the rapper said, voice. Hey, so just, I never told this. Just do it in the this. Jillian Carroll voice. Okay, so he said, hey, I never told this to the world, but my friends can, let's see. My, my friends can vouch. He wrote a story on Instagram saying, recapping, I saved a person's life by myself on Easter Sunday this year on my way to church. And he said, NBS, which is obviously no bull. I don't cuss, so I'm not going to cuss. That's but lie. That's a lie. Use that's your a, imagination. That is a lie. He said, on everything. And then the story was in, it was basically, he, was, he said, basically, I was driving to church, uh, about to go south on Lakeshore Drive. Another car drove into a wall going 90 miles an hour. Coming off the exit. I was the only person out there when it first happened, and his car was on fire, so I had to break his window, take off his seatbelt, let his seat back up, and pull the whole grown man out of the car unconscious. Um, so he chose to reveal that in an Instagram story recapping his 2018, which, shout out to him for doing that. He literally a chance. He literally saved the man's life, and then... Um, Fire, firefighters arrived and, and everything, and he checked back in with the family, and the man is okay. So look at that. Like, uh, good use of uh, Instagram story revealing, hey, I did a good deed, by the way. I don't like when people, like, <laughs> reveal their good deeds over social media. I don't. I mean, it's cool that you did the good deed, but you, know, you, don't, you don't have to tell us about what it. What about this? He didn't do it back in April or late March whenever Easter I mean, was. he still did it. But he still did it. He still yeah. did it. Like, yeah. I don't think, like, like, this is, like, the thing I don't like about, like, J.J. Watt. It's like, J.J. Watt, he does good stuff, but then he's always looking for a camera. He's or always, does the camera look for him? No, because... he's looking for a camera. Like, okay. you, you know, believe me, he's out there cheesing. He's a very photogenic guy, so he's looking <laughs> for a camera. He's always trying to find some way to, oh, yeah, I'm a really good guy. See, look at this. And he does do some good things, obviously, with the with the Hurricane Harvey right. situation that happened in Houston. Mm -hmm. But it's like, look, if you do charity, you don't need to tell everybody about it. Right. You know, Derrick Rose has done a lot of charity in Chicago, and he doesn't go around telling people about it. Yeah. It just happens to get out. Eric I like when it happens to get yeah. out. I don't need you to go out and look for some publicity for it. I know? don't appreciate when, to your point, either it's a it's a news report or something and they're donating food to people in need and they give the man a food or a woman food and then they stick the camera in the person's face like, hey, what are you going to do? You just you were just handed food, not to out you or anything, yeah. but here's your situation live on camera. JaVale oh. McGee did this a few years ago. He's a center for the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this was back when he was with Denver. He was just, he gave like, a homeless person like a hundred dollars and he recorded it on his insta and i'm like, like why you don't are need you to really do that, doing that? Like, yeah. just give him the hundred dollars and we're all good you don't need to tell don't everybody that you did it. it's like yeah it's exactly so your tent is, intent is questionable there but, yeah exactly well i appreciated chance the rappers uh 2018 <laughs> recap uh so new year's resolution you know i'm gonna ask you um i don't usually make them i just i just don't um i don't know if it's because i'm not sure i'm gonna stick to it or not but Big goal for the year. I spend more time with my family. I just need to do it. I don't do it enough. So that is one of my big, big goals. I know it's not that exciting, but whether it be just more time calling people because a lot of my family, most of my family is in New York. So just carving out time every every week to touch base with everyone. Uh, I don't do that enough. So that's my big, boring New Year's resolution. Yeah, I know. It's not fun. I know. Well, what's yours? Jen Selter's DMs. Oh, come Seriously. on. Seriously, I'm not, the, no, I'm not about to be a DM creep. I always think that's weird. 
Uh, I think my I think I've completed mine's already, which was to find out if Goku saved the universe. Oh come was, on, with the Goku. Did. Goku saved. Spoiler alert: Goku saved the universe in Dragon Ball Super. I don't so know if okay, I'm good. Can we just go next next show without using the term Goku or no, saying? The I, word I don't think we used Goku last week, did we? I sure hope we didn't. I don't we think we did. No, yeah, we went Goku last, last week. So thank goodness. I feel like it's time we had to bring him back. All right, 2019, I don't do, I don't Julio. Do, uh, resolutions. What are you doing, uh, 2019? To uh, to be an adult. To get my, uh, <laughs> to get my financial <laughs> deals in order, you know, school loans and, yeah. and kind of get my bills in order. And, and, it's tough and for Julio things off. Julio looks like a kid. I, I do. <laughs> he looks like a kid with facial. Like if he like wore like a fake, you know, like you're like in Little Rascals when they had the two kids stacked on top of each other with the with the overcoat on Got and the, the little bowler going. hat and they had like the fake mustache. That's what Julio looks like. Julio looks like he's wearing a fake mustache. Well, fake beard. Is that why you have it, like baby face? If you're clean face, yeah. you look like a baby. If I shaved my face, and and yeah, it would just it would not be good. It, it would not, I'd, I'd look like I'm in high school, legitimately. Nice. Yeah, I thought I thought when well, first time I met him, I thought he was younger than me. And he was he's actually a few years older than me. Quite. A few. It's surprising. Yeah, I'm old. I'm old. Own it. Just go with it. All right, so we're visiting family. We're sliding in some chicks DMs, and we are I just, becoming I adults. I said, I, I said, that was a joke. I don't. I don't have a resolution for twenty. Get one. Maybe that's your one. resolution. No, no, I'm with you. I usually don't make them on. I don't but. make them because I'm like nobody lives up to them. Like there's a lot of pressure there. It's not true. I, like, I, I made I a resolution made, in like fifth grade to no, I gave it up for Lint. Never mind. I was going to say <laughs> I, I gave up soda, but that was for Lint. I apologize. <laughs> I think what they what they were telling, okay, I was reading Jill. articles, it's best to do like a one week or a one month resolution as opposed to doing a one year resolution because there's a lot less pressure and it's easier to easier to get yourself into the habit of doing it. Okay. So it might be easier to do the one week or one month resolution instead so of the, the 52 one resolutions, one a week? Yeah, it was just like you're repeating the same. It's like you're renewing a contract on this one resolution every single week. I like it. It's a good idea. Whatever you got to do, man. Yeah. Just get in those DMs. Just do it. Yeah, I'm just once <laughs> once a week. Like, I'm gonna send Jen Selder a DM. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just eventually it'll work. Oh goodness! All right, so previewing the show tonight, I am super excited to be joined by Shay Groom. A well, I'm gonna be joined by her too. Well, it's our show. I mean, okay, fine. I'm excited too. It's not just you, but I'm more excited. I don't. I don't know if you, that's true. That's this is true. true. I, I mean, win. This is not. True. I don't. You don't know if that's, that's true. true. I might be true. really excited. I'm just not good at showing my excitement. Resolution. Work on that. No, I'm good. Anyway, uh, super excited. <laughs> we are both excited that Shay Green is going to join us. She is... Um, all three of us. All three of us. <laughs> I don't believe Julio. Oh my I don't believe Julio at all. <laughs> um, local soccer stud. Huge standout at Liberty High School. Went on. Very successful at Texas A&M. Uh, has appeared... Um, Honestly, throughout her career, been called up to play with the U.S. Women's National Team, whether it be camps or in youth teams. Uh, just a huge um, success story coming out of Kansas City and just a really cool girl, too. So we'll hear from her. Um, also, little tiny, min- minuscule trade. That's on, um, stop Stop underplaying it. It is the big biggest is the biggest move <laughs> for a U.S. soccer player ever it in is. history. It is major news. Christian Pulisic. Going from Borussia Dortmund over to Chelsea FC. It is massive. It is major. We're talking about that later on in the show. Yes. Big, big deal for Wonder Boy to make the move there. So that's our focus for today. We'll also touch base on uh, the Kansas City Mavericks. And lucky for you listeners, we're actually giving away two sets of tickets tonight. Yes. Um, If you are tuning in, we are going to play an obnoxious sound 
and you'll know what it is when you hear it. We'll, we'll let you so, know when, we fi- when Julio <laughs> figures out what annoying sound he'll found, find for you. Very random, loud, obnoxious, and uh, celebratory, I suppose. But we're giving away two sets of tickets for you to come hang out at the Kansas City Mavericks game tomorrow night. Um, so busy show, but um, when we return, we'll be joined by Shea Groom. Don't go anywhere. Looking forward to hearing from her. Ooh, I like this song. It's a fake Beach Boys music. We're not supposed to talk about the music, though. We're going to get in trouble with the ball. Didn't do it. Wasn't you started it. You started talking about I don't know what music. you're talking about. Anyway, welcome back in uh, to Jillian Carroll and Eno Cero. We are um, got past our New Year's resolutions. They're interesting. I don't have any. Mine was boring. I think everybody's are boring. It's like, I'm going to get in shape or I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be more patient, things like that. Yeah. I think everybody's are boring. But I think it's, you know, like just use it as a time to focus on something that can make things better. It won't happen, Refocus. Because uh, I guarantee you right now, 80% of people's res- you know resolutions have been broken. Have you seen the meme? Yeah, that it's like already up, oh, already screwed up. 2020 yeah. is my year. Yeah, because <laughs> you're sitting there on January 1st. You're hungover. You're like, oh, my God, <laughs> I had way too much to drink last night. Okay, I'm not going to go work out today. Well, I don't know about all that. No, it's going to happen. It's going to happen for a lot of people. Well, anyway, we are turning the table now, turning the topic to um, NWSL soccer. And I am thrilled to welcome into the show Shea Groom, um, a personal friend, soccer standout, uh, just a really great ambassador for the for Kansas City. Um, so many accolades that we will get through. But Shay, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, we are definitely excited to hear from you. Um, Shay, there's so much to talk about with you and your successes, starting obviously right here in Liberty, um, moving down to Texas A&M. This list of accolades just goes on. So just some things to highlight, though. SEC Offensive Player of the Year, all first team, um, I think uh, junior year, senior year, Offensive MVP, I mean, the list goes on. Um, and then second round, 12th overall draft in the NWSL draft, which is one of our big topics tonight. Um, just crushing it, really. So you're with FC Sky Blue now after a few years with FC Kansas City. Um, and we are thrilled to have you. So just tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now in preparation. Um, obviously, it's off season, but um, what is your training like right now what are you doing i know you just spent some time um doing some really cool charitable efforts surrounding soccer um but what's life like for you right now yeah uh, our off season runs for about four months so it's a pretty good chunk of time um, a lot of girls travel some play in the w league in australia um i've been fortunate enough to come back to Kansas city spend some time with family um i still train while i'm here um but i also just had the opportunity to go to africa um, Ethiopia specifically, and we ran a lot of soccer clinics there. Actually, ran a coaching clinic for over sixty male coaches. Um, I was a girl in the sea of men, so <laughs> it was a really fun opportunity, but um, and really cool for you know to just be a professional player and to get to go visit some of the kids over there and kind of see the game played in such a different environment um, and just kind of be humbled in really many ways. As uh, Jillian just noted, that you have numerous accolades in your career. 
Uh, you've been called up to the U.S. Women's National Team, NWL, NWSL Championship. You've won with FCKC. Uh, won SEC Offensive Player of the Year while you were at Texas A&M. What do you feel like has been your most uh, impressive accomplishment for your career? Oh, goodness. You know, that's that's really tough, considering I've been a part of so many special, special teams. Um, professionally, we won the league in my rookie year, and I got to be teammates with, you know, Amy Rodriguez, Lauren Holiday, Amy LaPelvet, Leanne Robinson. I mean, the list goes on and on. Nicole Barnhart. Um, and so I think probably it's just been being a part of some special teams. I've won the national championship at the youth level, been to the final four, um, at the collegiate level. So, honestly, just being a part of some really, really successful teams and being coached by some of the best in the world, obviously I'm probably a little biased, but uh, (laughs) I think it's just being able to win at every level has been a really cool accomplishment for me. Shay, you brought up uh, your youth, their time in youth soccer here in Kansas City. Soccer has just been exploding. Um, I feel like you got to play for one of the greats uh, in the city, obviously, Hugh Williams. He's actually texting me right now with his excitement about the NWSL draft, saying that there's going to be so many Kansas City players uh, in NWSL next year. But I want to take it back down to your your youth years, and, and um, you're still around, which is amazing. So you've seen the growth, and you've seen the difference, Just even if it's just facilities that young girls and boys have to play with now. But what do you think about that tremendous growth just from when you were playing and, and, and until today? It's been incredible. I mean, she has been a cornerstone of it. Uh, just growing up playing for him, I don't think I realized how lucky I was. Um, just everything that he's done for youth soccer in general, but also for the women's game. Um, he's the reason that I got recruited and got to go to a big college. And uh, so I owe everything to him. But it's been so cool to see all the facilities pop up, um, you know, just the crazy amount of opportunities that kids have. I mean, especially me going overseas and seeing kind of what it is at the most basic level to see, you know, what kids have access to here leading up to their collegiate careers or, you know, just their youth careers in general. It's just been really, really cool to witness the growth. And, you know, I remember years ago, you know, playing and, you know, nothing existed like DA or um, any kind of academy program. So it's really, really cool for them to get that exposure early on and to develop their game to that level um, so early on in their career. Remember the days of only heritage? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, or just, yeah, the fields that people wouldn't dream of playing on anymore. It's crazy. So we're a week away from the NWSL draft. Um, you were drafted back in 2015 in the second round. What was that moment like for you, knowing that you were going to be a professional soccer player in your hometown? Oh, honestly, there was nothing like it. You know, I... I remember not really knowing the day of, you know, where I was going to go. You know, a lot of us up in the air, you know, am I going to make it that far so I can get to Kansas City? You know, they didn't have a first-round pick. And so once I kind of got word um, that it was going to be Kansas City a few minutes before, I mean, it was was such a happy feeling. My parents were there. And just to be able to come back home and, you know, play for two guys that I grew up with, uh, Blacko and, Williams. Um, it was life-changing, and um, it was a dream come true, honestly. Was there any extra added pressure playing for your hometown team? I know a lot of athletes kind of feel a lot of pressure when they play for their hometown squad. Was there any extra pressure for you? You know, I think a little bit. I remember our home opener was at Sporting Park, and so uh, or Children's Mercy Park, and so 
I remember my entire high school uh, team, like the current uh, team for my high school, all came and everything like that. But I think maybe instead of feeling the pressure, I just, you know, felt so in, incredibly, I don't know, special and honored to be able to do that. I know a lot of people don't get to go, you know, say that they get to play in the town that they grew up in. Um, so I always thought it was so special to have all my family in the stands, you know, many family members that didn't even get to see me play collegiate soccer. So I always looked at it as something that was just such an honor. So bringing it back to um, Kansas City soccer and the presence that will be hopefully um, represented in NWSL. So, I mean, Obviously, I'm, I'm like bragging about you to the guys. I'm saying that you're probably one of the very first soccer standouts that came out of um, Kansas City High School soccer or, or youth soccer here. And adding to the list of Mandy Laddish, Sydney Miramontes, J.C. Johnson, Haley Hansen, um, just such talent, right? Um, and then your training is, I believe, with a couple of potential players for next year. So Dorian Bailey and um, Cece Kaiser have been soccer standouts in the, in this Kansas City. Um, what do you have to say for them? What do you, I mean, you're training side by side with them twice a week, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, how's that going? And, and do you see potential for those two to represent Kansas City in the draft? You know, that's what's so fun about being uh, in, growing up in a place that breeds soccer. Uh, you know, you always know of people, you hear their name or whatever. And, um, but getting to train with some of these girls um, has just been really, really fun. Uh, you know, I, we've always had this kind of talent, but it's, you know, taken some time to kind of get us in the same place, training in the same environment. And she was able to do that this off season. And so it's been really, really fun because it's always intense. You know, he was telling us today, you know, this group is full of hard workers and people that are driven and that, you know, do it the right way and are professional about it. So, it's been a really, really fun group to be a part of. Um, you know, Cece, Dorian, you know, I've known Dorian for a while. Um, actually played against her in preseason this year. We played UNC um, when we were at Sky Blue and um, gotten to know Cece the past couple of weeks um, and good family friends with them. So uh, it, it's been really fun to get to know them and kind of watch their uh, journey just start. And so, you know, I've just encouraged them to go in um, just almost naive, you know, as a rookie, I think, Sometimes when you think less, you do better. So uh, I'm excited for them. I'm going to be at the draft in Chicago. And so I'm really excited to see where they end up and where they start their journey. One of the things that uh, people say is like when you can teach someone how to do your profession, it makes you better at that profession. Um, what has being able to get in, you know, get in and coach these young players done to help you as a, as a player on the field? I think that's been the changing point in my career. Uh, we opened a skill center uh, in Lenexa, and I, you know, uh, I'll be honest, a year ago, two years ago, I never wanted to coach soccer. Never thought of it. You know, didn't think that that was my gift. And, you know, I have so many God-given talents. I can't really be able, how can I, you know, teach skill to, to the kids? And, um, you know, being able to work with some of the best coaches, you know, that I believe in the world and the game, um, has really transformed my career and having to walk kids through, you know, how to do a certain skill or why we're opening up a certain way um, has really allowed me to see the game in a new speed. And so I've actually absolutely loved it. And then going to Africa and being able to coach it 
um, to other coaches, um, it's honestly been career-changing, and I'm excited to see how it translates with you. Well, you certainly have the natural ability and probably some natural coaching ability. Obviously, your father is – is he still coaching now? Uh, he just retired a couple years ago. So. Oh, okay. So it's, it's in your blood, though. You've got that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to hear your thoughts just on the NWSL in general. Obviously, it's the longest-standing league, the women's league, in the United States. It's slowly been progressing. What do you think is gonna t- it's going to take to continue the progress and hopefully grow it and add some teams to it? I think it's just going to take more passionate people. You know, we see with uh, the new teams coming in, you know, uh, Orlando, you know, obviously Utah this year, um, coming in and just raising the standard. I mean, you, uh, especially, you know, being the team that got sold there and watching, you know, kind of what my team teammates had access to, um, it was incredible and totally raised the bar uh, for the women's game. And I think as our league continues to evolve, it's, it's going to take that effort from, all the teams involved, and, um, you know, I think it'll get there. Uh, people, you know, it's quick to criticize, but you look back at what the, end of, or what the MLS was like early on. You know, I remember watching sporting games in T-Bone, in the T-Bone Stadium. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we got to be, uh, you know, a little patient, and it's going to take a team effort. But, you know, luckily the women that are in this league are incredible and willing to lay the foundation, willing to, you know, accept less, um, so that one day girls can get more. So uh, it's a really, really cool thing to be a part of, and, you know, it's just going to take a team effort. Well, you're certainly leading that um, effort and initiative. Everyone in Kansas City is so proud of you. I love it when um, you uh, happen to be at the fields and I can pull you over. My girls just love you and love seeing you and respect you and want to be like you when they grow up. So it's awesome to have you representing Kansas City. Um, obviously, it's going to be a big summer for the U.S. Women's National Team and the World Cup in France. What are your thoughts on potential success the team may have? Yes, we love World Cup years. Obviously, it brings so much attention to soccer in general, but obviously uh, the women winning it last go-around um, helped a lot, too. You know, I think that they look sharper and sharper every time uh, they take the field. And it will be interesting to see, you know, how they compete at that level. But they have so many special pieces. And I think that they're really coming into their own now. And, you know, being able to watch some of the younger players play a bigger role um, has been really cool. And, you know, matched up with some of the veteran players who show up every single game, you know, Omega Rapino, Tobin Heath, um, and all those key pieces. So I'm really excited for them. You know, I hope that they can bring another trophy home and, that they can just continue to develop the game for um, Americans and just to create more dreams. I mean, I remember watching the 99ers. I remember watching (laughs) even 2015 when I became a professional. And, uh, you know, they set the bar for so many people's dreams. So I just hope that they can bring it home and that uh, we can call the U.S. world champion again. As do I, as do we here. Um, Shay, thank you so much for your time. That is one of the most fierce competitors I've ever met, Shay Groom, one of the nastiest players on the field. Such a success story coming out of Kansas City, one of the sweetest people in person. Um, Really great to hear from you and have you on. Thank you so much for your time, and we're pulling for you. Obviously, Sky Blue um, next season. I know the trade window has opened and the draft is coming, so whether the roster shift, wherever you are, we are pulling for you, and we're proud of you. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, guys. All right. When we come back, we're giving away two sets of two tickets to the Kansas City Mavericks game tomorrow night. You. 
that was Shea Groom. Always a treat to hear from her and really exciting, um, really exciting time for women's soccer. The draft just around the corner. Um, Chicago, it's in Chicago, and Chicago Red Stars actually, they actually have the first pick in the draft. Yep, it'll be uh, 11 o'clock a.m., 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> Uh, what outlet is that? That's probably on their, their website, right? Yes. And it pa- is paired with uh, the United Soccer Coaches Association mm-hmm. a National Convention. So it's yeah. a big deal. I actually got to go cover the draft when Shea was drafted. Uh, it's really cool. And they paired it with the MLS Super Draft that year. Um, it was in Philly. It's, it's, a, it's a cool event. Um, so super exciting for women's soccer. Lives will be changed in what? A matter of a week? Yep, one week, a little bit less. Well, another life will be changed. Uh, Some dude, not Uh, really important, not a a big deal. A guy's life was changed yesterday as we got the news. tremendously uh, earth-shattering or anything like that. U.S. men's national, probably the best American soccer player right now. To date. Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Uh, Yep, probably to date. Yeah, I mean, probably definitely today. I don't know if anybody who's gotten a deal this big. Uh, Christian Pulisic, who is uh, is a winger, he play attacking mid, um, he plays for Borussia Dortmund, and he had a big deal, 64 million euro, which is roughly set with $73 million or so. $73 um, million. Dollars. Yeah, that's how much uh, Chelsea FC over in the EPL, the top soccer league in the world, that's how much they paid to bring Christian Pulisic over from Germany. And it is a massive, it is a major, it is a monster deal, mainly just because of the fact that it is the first time in my time as a, as a U.S. men's soccer fan that I have seen a U.S. men's player be shown as far as the way that they've been moved around as a big-time major star. Big deal. It is a Huge. major deal. Like, uh, you know, because growing up, Landon Donovan was the best player on the team. And don't take best anything away from him, however. However. But he wasn't playing in. I mean, he, right. I think he had a little bit of time. I think at Everton, but he wasn't. He wasn't starting. He was yeah. coming off the bench. He wasn't a big time player for them, and he was just brought in as a supplemental. Okay, we're gonna have you come in. Thirty five minutes left in the game. We'll right. see. We'll see what you give us. And it's different that we have a guy that. I mean, when you pay seventy million dollars for a guy to come over to your team, you're expecting that guy, especially at twenty years old. To be a big time star for you. No pressure. Uh, before we get into the details of this, because there are many that we want to share and talk through, we promise that we are giving away some tickets. So we're giving away two sets of two tickets mm-hmm. uh, to the Mavericks game tomorrow night. When you hear this sound, <laughs> that was a great sound. That was awesome. When you hear that, um, you know we've got twenty minutes left in the show, so you're gonna you're gonna hear it. Uh, Julio will chime in with that noise. Call us. And you could be the winner of two tickets. Yep, 913-576-7610. When you hear that sounder, do not call right now. When you hear that sounder, play it again, Julio. (laughs) That is when you will uh, have your chance, if you are the first caller, to 913-576-7610, to win those tickets to tomorrow night's Kansas City Mavericks. Game. And if you haven't been, come check it out. I am there having a blast. It is the first season that I've been involved with a hockey team, and I'm learning a lot, and it is a crazy environment. We give away prizes all the time, and it's just a fun night. So free tickets on us. Call us when you hear that. But back to Wonder Boy. I think the biggest thing that this, this kind of highlights for me, though, and we talked about this last night, is that I, I really think that – U.S. soccer needs to advance past a draft at 
some point in the near future. Now, it'll be tougher for the women because their league isn't really stable. You've had three teams in the last five years move or fold. Well, we haven't had a league more than yeah, yeah. You know, five years. So there's got to be so. stability first. So the draft is right. really important. And on it's top imperative. of that, United, you know, it, as far as like women's soccer goes, United States is the country for it. Top, best of the best. Yeah. So the like, they can afford to have a draft because they're having so much talent move their way up through the through the college system and then make it pro. So it's perfectly fine if they have that in that situation. But you would like to see, you know, the players have more power to, to make choices about where they go. But as far as like the MLS goes, I think we should definitely be past the draft. Because the MLS, you're not seeing the big-time stars be brought in via the draft. Generally, they're being brought in via the transfer system. Mm-hmm. I was looking at this last night. The top 10 players, as far as goal scorers, top 10 goal scorers uh, in the MLS last year, only two of them were selected in the in in the uh, in the MLS Super Draft at some point. You know when they when they began their careers. That being uh, Kay Kamara, who plays for Vancouver, and uh, Zardis, I think it's Gassi Sarez, uh, something like Jossie. that. Jassi Jassi Zardis uh, for the uh, Columbus Crew. Uh, he was also selected in the draft. But if you look at the other top guys, Martinez. Um, the guys like that, they were they they were players that were international. They were brought in via transfers. I mean, if if you look at Atlanta United, who just won the MLS Cup last year, like they you know they were a team that was built very quickly through transfers. LAFC, brand new franchise, first year last season, finished I think what was it second in the in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. They were built via transfers. So I mean, actually, I think I think LAFC finished third. I think I think it was Portland to finish second. So when we look at all of these teams and how they're being built today, they're being built the same way that the European teams are being built, where it's like, hey, we're going to acquire players who have already proven themselves or maybe shown some potential in other countries. We're going to bring them in and we're going to build them up and have them provide value for us instantly, as opposed to we're going to take guys out of high school or I mean, at a, at a college and then we're going to have them build themselves up, and then eventually they become stars. Like, I know that a lot of, like, the older stars in the league, the older players in the league, especially for sporting, have been brought in via the draft, but teams just aren't doing it anymore. And I think that you're really starting to see that these younger these younger players that are brought in that are stars, they are guys that are international guys. So we should move past this draft. It is, ladies and gentlemen. That's your chance to uh, to win some Mavericks tickets. So you can call in right now, 913-576-7610. And uh, if you are the first person to call in, then you can win these Mavericks tics- tickets for tomorrow's night. Tomorrow night's game, I cannot talk. <laughs> and you have to use the password. No, and you, you have don't. to no, say, Just no, don't don't do that. Don't do that to Julio. Julio's had a long day at work. Do you it. Don't have to do it. It'll him. be funny. I, I mean, it'd be funny for... Record it. Record it, Julio. We'll play it back. No, don't do that. I don't think you <laughs> could do that if he just answers it. We have to be over the air. Okay, fine. We'll call in anyway. Win your tickets. Um, we will find out who won that. And when we come back from break, we will continue to talk through the Pulisic trade. And I want to bring up, and we talked about it earlier, but how just the system is just so different in US, in the U.S. Yeah. and the youth system and his youth club specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's articles everywhere saying how Christian Pulisic's transfer highlights how U.S. youth clubs are getting screwed. Yeah. So let's tackle that when we return.
We back. And we have a winner. Phil from Harrisonville. Shout out to you. You are a winner. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night at the Mavericks game. Excellent news. And even better news, we got another set to give away. So Julio's going to hit us with a new sound. When you hear this new sound, call in. Goku saved the universe in Dragon Ball Super. What? Goku That's right. The universe in Dragon Ball Super. That's this right. This is not happening. That is happening. And what is wrong we should, with We you should find two? some way to incorporate, incorporate that into the show this every week. so Just terrible. to piss off Jillian. The worst it, the worst idea ever. There's going to be no more Goku-less weeks for you in 2019. So for the rest of the people who don't do this Goku nonsense, the sound is Chris's voice talking about the Goku nonsense. Julio, can we hear it one more time? Goku saved the universe in Dragon Ball Super. You should end the show with that, too. Oh like that should be the That's ending. his resolution. That's the ending sounder. Is uh, That should be like right before the sweeper hits. You, you should play that. Literally the worst idea I've ever heard. But yeah, when you hear that sounder at some point during this segment... Uh, before we end the show, then uh, call in 913-576-7610, and it'll be your opportunity to win some Mavericks tickets for the game tomorrow night. Oh, my gosh. I can't get over this sound. <laughs> anyway. It's our worst nightmare. Come to life. Moving on. Uh, Wonder Boy, Christian Pulisic. Um, who coined that phrase? Was I, it Alex? I, I think it was no Alexi Lawless. It might have been Lawless. When he, he was calling them out for not... Uh, qualifying. Yeah, he seems to be the uh, he seems to be the the pioneer for him and Taylor Twellman. Yeah, those tend, two tend to be seem to be like the big pioneering voices for opinions in regards to uh, to um, U.S. men's national team, especially yeah. Twellman when he freaked out when the men's national team didn't make the World Cup for last. He freaks out all the time when they, when MLS didn't go to St. Louis. Oh yeah, but he was it was really bad. I mean, I remember watching that meltdown and it oh, was yeah. amazing. Well, Alexi Lawless had a similar kind of old man, get off my lawn rant. And I think that's where I heard Wonder Boy. Anyway, uh, so as we mentioned, this, I mean, this particular article right here, the transfer highlights how U.S. youth clubs are getting screwed. So he came up and what was the name of the youth club? Darn it, I just had it. Uh, PA Classics. So this article is saying that in the wake of the news, there's only one loser, and that is the PA Classics, the youth club or the youth league that developed the Hershey, Pennsylvania native and put him on the path to becoming the most recognizable U.S. soccer star in the world. It's pretty sad if you think about it. Yeah, a lot, a lot of times with these youth clubs, like, you know, like they're obviously not going to get any sort of financial compensation for as far as like the development of these young players. Correct, but overseas, yeah. they are. Mm-hmm massive and that, and that part of that has to deal with like the way that we deal with like the the way that you know, the way that these american players find their way you know find their way going through the system where yeah well the system itself and we yeah. realize now obviously after not qualifying that there's a problem with our system so we're working on it goku saved the universe in dragon ball soup oh we had to my get that gosh yep, 913 for your chance to win some uh, KC Mavericks tickets for tomorrow night. And when you call in this time, unfortunately, the password is Goku. You don't have to give a password. I just like the password. Yeah, we don't need the, the password. Universe and Dragon Ball exactly. oh you don't need the God. password. We already know what the password <laughs> it's is. There's too many Chris's for just me right now. There's too right many voices now. happening. <laughs> Make it stop. But yeah, like it's it's an unfortunate like the here's the problem that I have is like the way that we do things in America in regards to the to the sport of soccer is like it's too it's too egocentric. It's like we believe that the way we do things here is better than the way that we do that the way that uh, other countries do things. Well, we're starting to see the fact that yeah, it's not it's, it's 
it's not the case. Like we need to kind of adopt what they're doing because what they're doing is working and what we're doing is not clearly not working. And you know, the way that we develop our young players isn't working because these young players should get the ability to go out and be developed by the, by the professional organizations and the small clubs that help them develop should get some sort of compensation for that. Well, the good news is that obviously youth soccer has done some reorganizing and created way more opportunities for the youth of the United States. So yeah. even Shea Groom was talking about it earlier, the DA, the Development Academy, other things, ECNL, uh, MRL, all of these leagues are put in place for young U.S. players to be playing the highest competition possible and being coached and seen by the highest level, highest quality coaching. So hopefully, you know, we have more Wonder Boys produced from United States and Wonder Girls for that matter. Um, but also the fact that we want them you know, I hope I'm hopeful that one day our players won't go overseas because MLS yeah. will continue to strengthen. And they'll want to stay here. Yeah, and that's that's like the problem is like right now, if you go if you look at all the other domestic countries and congrats to Colby and Overland Park for winning the uh, second set of Colby. Casey Mavericks tickets. Casey Mavericks we'll tickets. See you at the game night. tomorrow night. But Come like, say what's up. The unfortunate thing is that if you look at other countries, generally their young players are staying in their country. They're Correct. developing at, like I know, like Real Madrid, my favorite team uh, outside of Sporting Kansas City. They <laughs> have a youth academy. It's and they start when La they're Fabricas. what? Four years old? No, they don't start that. It's, well, they don't start that. But they're it's not, they're very not out different here than over here. Kicking balls I bet around. you they are. They're I not, bet you they no, are. They're not. But they're, they're going out there and they're scouting out these young clubs, right. these youth clubs, and they're like, okay. You come be a part of La Fabricas, and then they bring them over there, and they got this beautiful, just world class, great world class yep. training academy with tons of fields, and they're teaching these kids how to play this game. And then they've got these youth teams; they got multiple youth teams, and they're building these kids up, and they're teaching them about the game. And some of these kids go on to play in other clubs in other countries, but a lot of these kids eventually get an opportunity to go play for Real Madrid. And you're seeing this with Barca. You're seeing this with all the big programs in, in Spain, in, in England, in France, Germany, et cetera, et cetera. And it's sad that our domestic players, like, Tim, what is it, Timothy Way, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously with Pulisic, Pulisic. These kids feel like, you know, hey, if I want to go and, like, make big bucks and become a big-time star, I got to go to Germany. You know, I got to go to England. I got to go to whatever European country instead of being here. And it's really unfortunate because that's the way you're going to grow the MLS. It's it, it's really, really bad that our top players aren't playing here. They're going elsewhere to go out and develop. And that's the reason why we can't get big stars. But when our coaches are the way they are, the programs are the way they are, you don't blame them, right? But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm not going to blame them considering the situation. But it's a message that we need to improve things domestically here. Correct. So that we don't have our stars Making big bucks playing Elsewhere. in England instead yes. of playing in the MLS. Yes. There it is. That's that's the Wonder Boy trade. Super exciting for him. It's really cool just for soccer fans in general. But um, Pulisic to Chelsea, that's what it was. So, and uh, another thank- congratulations to Colby and Overland Park. Colby and Phil, we'll see you tomorrow night. Rapid City Rush are in town to take on the Kansas City Mavericks, who are 12-1 and at home. I'm just saying. They're pretty darn good at the Silver Sign. Are they playing the uh, Allen Americans again? It seems like every time we I just said the the Rapid City Rush, bro. Come on. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We will check in with you next week. I'll let you know how that uh, resolution's going and if Chris has DM'd that girl yet. I will. (laughs) See you next week.